Uh, before we start, I just want to pay respects to a friend of the show who passed recently. David wasn't on the show, but if you've been listening closely, we shared a lot of good meals with him, and he will be missed. Thank you. back to the eat me in st louis podcast Woo. i wasn't done podcast <laughs> <laughs> my name is nick i'm francie and i'm travis and it's a big exciting day today is that why you were wooing yeah yeah you get one woo every four years uh third three years you don't get one next year either oh, okay <laughs> um so today uh that we're we're recording is our three-year anniversary. It's March 20th, and uh, I did not know this when we started the podcast, but I recently learned that it's National Ravioli Day, and so that's so awesome. How apropos that Little Rav was born on National Ravioli Day. I know. That made me very happy. Also, you're telling on yourself of how long it takes you to edit these episodes. (laughs) (laughs) How are you guys doing? Good. Good. I just got back from Chicago. Uh, Went up there. The food was terrible. The pizza was way too thick. I'm glad to be home. I did, however, see uh, Soul Taco in Chicago. What? I, yeah. I did it, not know was that. Was it them or was it someone using the same name? Oh, no. They have a Chicago location. We just happened to stumble upon Soul Taco in Chicago. It was so exciting. Did you get some? Well, yeah. It was the only good food they had in Chicago. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what a pandering jerk you are. <laughs> um, today... We're going to be talking about Havana's Cuban Sandwiches on Washington Avenue. Technically, the name is Havana's Cuisine. Oh, thank you, Francie. Francie, this was your pick. <laughs> Why did you want to do this? I really enjoy Cuban food. I have had the great pleasure of having some excellent Cuban food when I visit my friends in Florida. And uh, several years ago, one of our esteemed colleagues invited us all to his home and cooked one of the dishes that enjoyed it, Havana's Cuisine, which was actually the first time I ever experienced that food. Yeah, I think that was the same for me, too. And I I loved it right away. Francie, I'm glad you picked Havana's because uh, it was exciting to go somewhere new and honestly, kind of exciting to go somewhere downtown. I feel like that's somewhere that we don't frequent a whole lot. Would you like to tell us a little bit about the history? I would love to. And first, I want to give a shout out to Jean Carnahan. Some of you who listen to this podcast may know that Jean Carnahan writes a very entertaining foodie blog, and her latest installment arrived just as I was sitting down to collect my notes for this episode. She had written about Havana's cuisine, and... And you were like, thank God I don't have to research it. Honestly, well, it was a good fact check. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, Havana's cuisine, as Travis noted, is downtown at 1311 Washington Avenue. It is on the north side of the street, just east of Tucker. So the restaurant is run by a woman named Tamara Landero. She is the owner and chef, and she defected from Cuba in 2014 during a chess tournament where her daughter, who at the time was an 11-year-old chess prodigy, was competing. Because St. Louis is such an important hub for serious chess, they settled here. Can we say she was thinking two moves ahead? Oh. Oh, That's good. (laughs) Anyway, just before we get to the 
food. Today, that daughter is a college student and a chess instructor and has been designated Woman Grandmaster by the International Chess Federation. Wow. So lots of good success in that family. But anyway, back to the food. Tamara had been an accounting teacher in Cuba, but her family had owned a restaurant there before the revolution. And here in St. Louis, she started out selling her Cubano sandwiches at Soulard Market. And then in 2020, she bought a food truck, which was called Havana's Cuisine. And apparently developed quite a following. Business was good. And uh, you can read more about the backstory on the restaurant's website. But last fall, she sold the truck and moved into her downtown storefront. It's a lean operation as I think the two of you would agree. Mm-hmm. But there is nothing skimpy about the menu of Cuban specialties, the portions you get, or the quality of the food. Can I just say, like, how many dreams start with people quitting their finance jobs? Like, everyone's <laughs> dream starts with them quitting a job in finance. And I know this because we talk to so many people that have quit their job in finance and followed their passion. And my wife works in finance, yeah. and she always looks at me like, see, I'm one <laughs> step away from success. <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyway, her signature dish is the Cuban sandwich which is ham, cheese, pickles, and pulled pork that's been marinated in, do you have any idea? This surprised me. Cuba. Good guess. <laughs> no. In bitter Seville oranges and garlic and served on authentic ah, Cuban right. bread. And what makes it authentic? It comes from a bakery in Tampa that has been around for, I think, 100 years. Uh, wouldn't it be more authentic if it came from Cuba? Well, I'm not sure that the embargo on oh, Cuban sure. bread has been lifted. Yes. We looked it up, and that's what makes a Cuban sandwich. Oh, mm-hmm. wait. Am I correct? I remember the Cuban sandwich actually came from Florida and not from Cuba. Exactly. Okay. And I am going to tell you, I have prepared in advance a Francie fact check. Yes. So, the story about Cuban bread, it is made from only four ingredients. Flour, water, salt, and lard, the secret ingredient. It's thin and crunchy on the outside while remaining soft and airy on the inside, making it the perfect bread to enjoy pressed, the way that Cuban sandwiches are made, because it remains soft inside but crispy like a cracker on the outside. It was introduced to the U.S. and is a staple of the Cuban expat community in Ybor City in Tampa, where I happened to enjoy a delicious meal of Cuban food with my friends Kathy and Lisa while visiting Florida this past February. So we're technically not doing a Cuban restaurant. We're doing a Tampa restaurant. Oh, God. Can we just (laughs) stop right now? Hate Tampa. Why? (laughs) I've never been there. That's awesome. Okay. Thank you, Francie. Do you guys want to do some Yelp reviews? Sure. Oh, I get by with a little Yelp. Yelp. All right. Uh, Traveler T. Um, I don't know if that's their real name, but that's a cool name. Uh, from San Francisco, California, gave it a five out of five and said, My Cuban husband and I ate the roasted lechon, pork in parentheses, uh, picadillo tostones. Croquetas and beans and rice. This is called the Cuban food lover's tray. Now, they call it that at the restaurant. That's not like an international term for what that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we also had a Cuban sandwich and the guava cheese pastelito pastry. 
It was all authentic and delicious. We wish we lived in St. Louis so we could eat here weekly. Tomorrow was very friendly. Thanks for a taste of home. Harry D., who apparently is an elite Yelp member, a status I just learned existed and clearly I do not have, hope to aspire to it someday. St. Charles, Missouri, he gave it five out of five, and he said, I'm from Miami, and I grew up with Cuban food in my home, so I know the real deal when I taste it, and oh, brother, this is it. They offer a nice selection of sandwiches, with the Tampa Cuban being my favorite. And, by the way, the servings are huge. I always get two meals out of one order. Also, the flan is the best in Missouri. Wow. He's a Flan fan. I am not a Flan fan, so you'll have to take Charles's. Oops. Fran, not a Flan fan. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, all right. I forgot to mention that they've had 31 reviews on Yelp so far, and every single one of them is five out of five. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I managed to get a zero-star review from this guy outside who was like, no. <laughs> uh, bear with me here. Mariana O. from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Also gave it five out of five. Oh, I hope this review's all in Spanish. She said, Excelente comida y servicio. Me encanta que mi enuenda sabor son auténticoso. El comida calibina. Algo super difícil de conseguir en St. Louis. Wow, your Spanish accent's almost as good as your French accent. (laughs) You are going to bleep out the middle part, right? We're at the middle part. <laughs> Todo el personales. Muya hablé. Y me fascina que puedo ordenar en el español. 100% recomendado. Muy bueno. <laughs> they said that the staff is very friendly and that they love that they can order in Spanish. So it seemed like I had to. I, I hope we've that. had one Spanish speaking listener that speaks not a word of English and they're like, <laughs> finally. <laughs> I've put up with this podcast for three years. <laughs> and I understood two out of three of those words. Trace años. Uh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> to all the Spanish-speaking community. Yeah. <laughs> to everyone. We don't have to limit it to them. Okay, let's talk about our experience. So I went with my friends, Deb and Judy, so we could sample a variety of things, but we actually wound up all getting the same things. <laughs> um, more, more later when we get to the food. Um, but it was clean, bright, with a front roll of windows. The big chalkboard menu is suspended above the steam table counter where you order, and you can see Tamara at work in the kitchen. There are about half a dozen small tables, and we arrived at 1230 on a Friday. There were several people who were already eating, and no one in line ahead of us. So we had plenty of time to talk with the person who was at the counter and ask some questions. But you can actually see the food right there. And after we consulted with her, we made our selections. And then she quickly brought our food to our table on cafeteria trays. And uh, any of the items that you might need, like tableware, plasticware, napkins, and so on, including your carryout containers, are already in the dining room. That will also Um, become more important later. (laughs) Exactly. When I walked in, oh, first of all, I saw Travis and Hannah outside. Mm -hmm. They were leaving. On the same day. Yeah. And uh, try to avoid them, but couldn't. That's just a general rule. Yeah, Yeah. couldn't cross the street. There's a lot of traffic on Washington Avenue. I picked up that you guys had some leftovers. 
Yeah. Is that fair like to say? Three boxes of yeah. leftovers. Yeah. And so then I was like, all right, I'm out of here. And went inside. Uh, they also have some large dominoes, physical dominoes as wall art, which is kind of cool. What do you think that means? We wondered about that. Oh, I think dominoes is just like a really popular game there. Oh, I think okay. the location used to be a dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think it's just a popular game there. Well, you know, there was that weird theory of the the domino theory of communist ag- aggression and the Cuban Missile Crisis wow. and all that. I, mean, I don't know. That's it, a leap. It could be, but let's check with them. I'm excited that uh, three years in, we're becoming a conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> when I walked in, there were only like three tables with people at them. And there was no line, but when I went up to order, I wanted to look over the menu. It took me a while. It ended up letting a couple of people go in front of me. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff on the menu. I'll get into that later. But um, Travis, what? Yeah, I, you know, okay, this this is a side tangent, not about Havana's Cuisine, which had a lovely interior. The, the service was fantastic. Uh, we were one of the few people there when we sat down, but by the time we left, I feel like the whole place was full. Um, parking downtown, um, it was one of those places where I had to like try to clear my mind before I walked in because it's like, don't have a negative impression of this place just because you had so much trouble finding a parking spot. <laughs> oh, like the Balkan Treat Box episode, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the Kimchi Guys episode. <laughs> we loved Kimchi Guys. We spent half the episode. I ended that out like 10 minutes of us complaining about parking. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, it's tough. It, and there was also a line of cars parked in a no-parking zone in front of the restaurant, which I also couldn't figure out. So I was so confused yeah. about that. But that's where Nick parked, so I don't no, know. No, it isn't. I was <laughs> two blocks away, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, the experience of parking downtown can be challenging. We went on a Friday during the day. There is parking around, um, and this is not the fault of the restaurant at all, but... Just want to warn our listeners, you all have probably been downtown. Well, she picked downtown as a location, I read, because she liked the foot traffic that was there, the businesses and stuff, because it reminded her of Cuba. And so, No, I think it's, it's probably a, hard to park there, too. They have all those huge cars. Yes. Yeah, from the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> but it was lovely. The menu, it feels like a small menu, but there's so much on it that I wanted to order. And so I was caught between like four or five things on a menu that has eight or nine things so very lovely uh service was wonderful um they really have it down pat as far as bringing your food fast so if you're looking for a place to grab lunch downtown this is a place that you can get in get your food and get out pretty quickly absolutely one of the guys that i let in front of me was finishing up his meal by the time I got my food, which was fast anyway, but he had gotten it so quickly and I was still looking and he was gone. <laughs> the food. So what'd you guys get? Judy got the Ropa Vieja plate with sides of plantains and black beans and rice. And I wound up getting exactly the same thing. And Deb got the Cuban sandwich. So we went halfsies on oh. our orders. And the plates were heaped with food which looked and smelled fantastic and did not disappoint upon tasting. In fact, as you will attest, the portions were so huge that I wound up only eating half of my half of a sandwich and half of my half of the Ropa Vieja platter. So I still have leftovers at home to enjoy. I believe it. One of the guys that was in front of me 
got one of those entree meals, and she first scooped some rice, and he goes, whoa, that's a lot of rice. But it wasn't compared to everything else that went onto the plate. <laughs> like, it just kept coming. It was just like this giant. And I immediately was like, oh, should I be getting that? But I was really kind of set on a sandwich, too. Well, in terms of the service, you will not be surprised that I inquired to make sure there was no cilantro in the <laughs> things that I wanted. And I was told that their black beans are cooked with some kind of an herb that's similar. It was oh. some kind of a Spanish-named oh. herb. I don't Did know you, you, what it was. And they offered me, would you like to taste a spoonful of, because I was going to get the beans and rice that are already you know, mm-hmm. mixed. And so they gave me a little spoonful of the black beans to see if it, you know, caused me to gag and collapse on the floor. And they were delicious, and I couldn't taste anything, so I was able to go ahead and order what I wanted. Okay. Was it culantro? No, Travis. That's a real thing. (laughs) Culantro? I typed in Spanish herb, like cilantro. Culantro. Honestly, it was something with a completely different name. Is that the version of it? (laughs) Parsley? No. It was well. I got the black bean soup, and it was the best black bean soup I've ever had. I have you ever had black bean soup before? I have had it many times. Oh, okay. Uh, it is a very basic soup, but this was just like so flavorful, and the texture, composition of it, everything, just like I loved it. And actually, when she was pouring it for me, first she asked me if I wanted rice with it. That was nice. Uh, I said nope, just the soup. And then she poured me a big cup of it, and then she handed it to me and said, if I want more, come back and let her know. Wow. Um, that's nice. Yes. Which, don't tell Angie, because I brought her home some, but I did not ask her for more. I felt <laughs> bad about it for some reason. But yeah, it was so good. And Angie loved it, too. Yeah, when we ordered, we got our two sandwiches, and then we also got a side of yucca and a side of plantains. And uh, the person working the counter goes, this is a lot of food. <laughs> I was like... Uh, yeah, okay. And she, like, gave us this, like, warning look, like, you are ordering too much food. <laughs> I mean, it was all delicious, but, yeah, the portions are insane. I only ate half of my sandwich, and usually I'm a clean plate club member. That's a first, dear listeners. Forever. <laughs> but, yeah, we, uh, I ended up getting the, can we talk about the food? Yeah, we're talking about the we're, food. We're talking oh, about okay. the food right now. I ended up getting the croquette Cuban. That is a Cuban with potato croquettes on it yeah it sounded fantastic so i had to try it uh and i was like you know this will be really interesting to have on the sandwich they brought this sandwich out and i was like oh this is a lot of food (laughs) like i finally understood what she was trying to warn us about (laughs) but it was so good they construct this in a way they put thought into each component they put thought into the ham into the pulled pork they put that yellow mustard on both sides of your sandwich. So both of the buns of your sandwich have yellow mustard on them Mm -hmm. to cut through all of the like excessive amounts of other things on that sandwich. The richness of the meat. And don't forget the pickles. Oh, yeah. Excellent pickles. And the pickles are sliced like thick lengthways. So you get a bite of pickle in every bite of your sandwich. Yeah, but it's a very thin slice, which I appreciate because it's a very potent flavor, you know, pickle. But yeah, it was... Little touches that made me think they put thought into, like, exactly how they wanted this sandwich to be constructed instead of just, like, oh, you know, we'll put a lot of care into the bread that we select and the pulled pork, and then you will, we'll polish it off with the other ingredients. No, every single thing was curated to make this an outstanding sandwich. 
Yeah, we thought all the flavors and textures were fantastic. Judy commented that the spicing was just right. Mm-hmm. And you know, neither one of us really like hot and spicy food, but we like good flavors. I know Travis is a big fan mm-hmm. of flavor. Big fan of flavor. <laughs> and, um, and Deb could not stop praising the quality of the bread. She was very enthusiastic. And I do have to say, because I took my quarter sandwich home, I reheated it later in the toaster oven. Mm-hmm. And I swear it was almost better then than it was when it was served fresh. It, it just warmed up really, really well. Got some time to gel. We also took half of our sandwich home. Hannah got the Tampa Cuban, which sounds like regular Cuban, since all Cubans come from Tampa. But she said she loved it. And Hannah's not really a big meat eater. Well, did you both taste both to like compare and say which one you liked better? Look at him. He didn't. No. He no, didn't. of course not. good at sharing. Person. I don't like to share. I order what I want to eat. <laughs> but you had leftovers. You could have shared at that point. I ate those for dinner. <laughs> I actually wrapped up my second half of the sandwich uh, in tinfoil and reheated it in the oven because I did not want to, like, compromise the sandwich by putting it in the microwave. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a good move. Yeah, heated it up in the oven, and it was amazing. And enough for two full meals easily. We still have yucca and plantains left over. The yucca, I will say, you need to like garlic. They went heavy on the garlic, but mm. not to a detriment. It gave it a good flavor, a good bite all the way through. But if you're not a fan of garlic, this might not be the side dish for you. The plantains were fried so deliciously that the flavor just like burst. Yeah, it was kind of like the sugar of the plantain caramelized yes. in the frying process. It was really good. Nick, what did you get besides the black bean soup? Uh, that was it. It was really good. Oh, wow. Well. All right, thorough. No, I didn't. Uh, I also got a Ropa Vieja sandwich. I don't know if they make it this way. It's traditionally made with flank steak. Francie, in the last episode, I said a couple of things about Indian food that I got from research, and Adam was like, nope, that's not how they make it. (laughs) It's got these long shredded fibers in it, which is why it's called a Ropa Vieja sandwich. Do you know what that means? Um, it has something to do with like shredded garments, old clothes. Right? Yeah, that's yes, it. which I did not know, and I love that you're like old clothes sandwich, please. I'm so glad you did that fact check yourself, though, because I didn't take the time to look it up. It was awesome. The you know you're talking about the proportions of everything. Like for me, the shredded beef was like a little bit too much for the balance of everything in the sandwich. I hate to complain about too much meat. That's what everybody wants on the sandwich. <laughs> what you know? else was on there? It's got ham and it's got mustard. Um, and the pickle. So it's pretty wow. much classic, like, Cuban sandwich. That but, sounds yeah, good. Like the the, the beef instead of the pork. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they give you a side of mayo with it, which I, I liked that they kept that on the side. Oh, I dipped until that mayo was gone. <laughs> I thought it added a, a lot oh, to, really? the, to the croquettes. Yeah. Sandwich, yeah. Um, also, the croquettes on there, they do those as a side sometimes. Just You can just get them as a side dish. And they're fantastic. I wish they would have been having them that day because they were great on the sandwich. But I would have loved to have them, like, hot and fresh, too. I know we've said a lot about the bread, but I still think we're underselling it because the bread <laughs> so good. I think I was expecting it to be like a little bit more dry and crustier mm-hmm. a little bit. But like you said, it's very light, but then you get the crispiness when it gets pressed in a panini thing. And uh, You host a pa- food not- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's just... Got a rich, buttery flavor to it. It's so good, along with everything else in it. Great sandwich. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of sandwiches on that menu. There's the basic Cuban, which is what we got, but then, you know, there's these other, like, Travis got one variety of Cuban. I think there were even a couple more, and then mm-hmm. you got a different kind of sandwich. Yeah, yeah, Hannah got the Tampa Cuban. And there's another small menu that's, like, midnight bread or something, which it's like a sweeter Hawaiian kind of bread. Mm. A few other sandwiches that are available in that. Yeah, and then besides the ropa vieja, there are some other entree dishes, and there are a lot of side dishes. You know, you could get just the black beans, you could get just the rice, you could get the black beans and rice mixed together. The yucca, the plantains, and um, I think there were even a few more. Mm-hmm. Medianoche. Thank you. Is that the midnight bread? Yep. <laughs> no, that's my uh, Mexican wrestler name. <laughs> Just trying it out. See how you guys react. I love it. <laughs> it's perfect. I also got, I think it's a Cuban drink. They have a, a variety of sodas and beverages. Speaking of which, Hannah got a coconut soda that she made sure she was like, you have to mention how much I love the coconut soda <sighs> on the podcast. Well, I got a Malta Goya and did not like it. I didn't realize until right before we recorded that it's it's a non-alcoholic beer. Like, it looks beerish, but I thought it was more like a soda. And it is very sweet, but I took a sip and was like, no. Oh, well, I See, got a bottled tangerine soda. Huh. It was really good, and it was the perfect accompaniment to all the delicious yeah. meatiness of the various things that we had. They had a pineapple also that I was sitting right by the cooler and thinking, I should just get another one. But I just didn't want to get the card out for a drink, you know? It, mm. It's funny that you mentioned it was like a beer without alcohol because Hannah drank her coconut soda and... uh she was like, this would be really good with vodka in it. And mm. she, I like tried it, and I was like, I think you're on to something. And that something is alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, th- I mean, there was just so much food. I yeah. would definitely like to go back. I would like to try some of the other things. You know, I went knowing I wanted Ropa Vieja and a Cubana sandwich. But um, now that I have had the pleasure of those items, I would like to check out some of the other things that she has to offer. The reaction I got when ordering made it seem like I was not allowed to get anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've gotten that before. <laughs> You're the only person that gets cut off ordering food. <laughs> no, it was funny. We were walking out and uh, I was like, you know, this tastes like so authentic. I was like, it just tastes incredible. It tastes like, you know, it. I just kept saying it tastes amazingly authentic. And Hannah was like, that is really interesting because you have no idea what authentic Cuban food tastes That's like. Observation. <laughs> yeah. She was like, how do you know what an authentic Cuban sandwich tastes like? I read the Yelp reviews. <laughs> I was like, well, this tastes like what, you know, when you have a Cuban sandwich at like a bar or something, yeah. this is the like, what they're actually trying to make, and instead they've made a knockoff version. I saw Chef. I know what it tastes like. (laughs) So I do have a couple additional comments. Um, The tables in the restaurant, there's only about six of them. They are a bit wobbly. And Did you set it a two-top or a four? We set it a four. Okay. And my guess is that they came with the storefront. Like, I'm thinking Mm. that whatever was there, and, I mean, it could have been a Domino's pizza. Um, It was not a Domino's pizza. Do you know that for sure? I don't. Uh, you know, maybe I was on. Maybe something. you're wrong. <laughs> anyway, I'm thinking maybe, you know, they just came with the storefront and she's just opened last fall. So, um, you know, perhaps in time and with the great success she's having as the word spreads, she'll be able to upgrade to nicer furniture. But what's there is perfectly serviceable. Did you fix your table? No, we did not. We just tried not to lean on it. 
Well, be the change you want to see in the world. Friends. Thank you. That's beautiful. Travis. <laughs> Travis keeps coasters on him at all times so he can fix anything. I keep a full tool the- belt. <laughs> Uh, the two tops by the window were also a bit wobbly. When I set my drink on it, I was worried immediately that it was going to fall, so I kept my hand on it the whole time. So, my table was fine. Brag. <laughs> I think that this is great where it is because of its proximity to Bush Stadium. You know, people always talk about that baseball games are getting more expensive now and it's harder to, like, take a family. This is, like, the perfect place to go before the Cardinal game. Because, you can buy one sandwich and feed four people. Yeah. Like, that's kind of where I was going with it. It's like you could get one sandwich easily split it between two people. If you have small kids, you can probably just feed a family of four with one of them and then walk to Bush Stadium. It's a really great addition to downtown. And I know I made comments about downtown earlier in the episode, but this is what downtown needs. Incredible places that make people want to go downtown because then – yeah. You know, that's how we grow it. Exactly. And dear listeners, just remember to look on Tucker as well for parking, not just on Washington Avenue. Well, I wanted to say the sandwiches were around $12. So that's a totally normal price for a sandwich, much less a gargantuan sandwich. Yeah, mine was 15 And like I said, it was two meals easily. So Uh, Travis wants to say something else so bad, but he doesn't know what it is. Oh, God. Well, you know what, Travis? Just, nope, it's too late. Damn it. (laughs) Go ahead. No, what I was going to say is like having a place like this is why I like living in a city compared like a small town. Because, like, to go back to the very beginning of this, I love this story about this woman who brought her family here from another country so that her daughter can play chess. Like, that's such a weird thing that that's not going to happen in. Orion. Yes. <laughs> hey, I didn't want to no, say. It. I, all I was, all, like, the, what I meant by that is, like, you know, like you rarely get like the real thing, mm-hmm. you know. And it, living in a city, we're very fortunate to where if we want Cuban food, we don't have to go to the Cheesecake Factory and get whatever Cuban dish they might have on their fifteen pages of menu. We can actually go to a Cuban restaurant from a Cuban chef and have amazing Cuban food. And like, that's what I love about the city. And that's what I love about like St. Louis. And I'm so glad that she brought her family here. Absolutely. Great spot. Highly recommended. You guys have anything else? All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, you know, I got what about another. the check us out on Instagram or yeah, all right. Stuff? We're we're online. Go to our social media pages. <laughs> Three years is all it took Nick to lose his, <laughs> any passion he had for this. They've got Google. They know how to do it. <laughs> Be sure to go to your local restaurants and show them some love. And tell Mitch I said hi. 